What's up, sports fans? Thank you again for tuning in to the Nerd to Live podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas. Today, we have the one and only, the amazing, the natty queen herself, Brittany Chow, and she is going to be here to recap her awesome meet that she had last weekend when she got best lifter overall, her 1102 or 1103, I remember, total, and essentially just a complete smoke show, a great performance out of her. So we're going to recap her prep which she had and I would, we're, we're buddies and we're homies. So we were talking through her prep and she felt really good about it. One of her best preps that was healthy. And then going into her actual meet, which she had a great day. I believe she went, I believe she went seven for nine and then secured that 1103 total. So I'm glad to finally have her on. I've been wanting to have her on. She is one of the strongest and one of the best lifters I know who's also extremely smart. Uh, she works for NASM. She's one of, actually one of their instructors. So chick knows her shit. So it's going to be great to have her on. Super fun. Let's get her going. Can you hear me? Hey, I can. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I can't see you, though. Oh, dang it. Now, how do I do this? I think. Um, hello. Hey, am I there? Hey. There you is. You all bright and purple. Huh? Well, bright and purple. Pink. Pink. All right. <laughs> the shade of the screen looked purple, but either way. Oh, okay, okay. It, it looks dope. It looks dope. Thanks. How are you, friend? Good. Good. Sorry. I like this. I've been like running around all morning trying to get, to get, get together. It's and, all right. <laughs> like I, cause I, I'm, I'm with, I'm with my friends and like, they're like, they're getting ready to do like a photo shoot that I'm helping with in a little bit. And then there's like a football like party thing. So I was like, <laughs> I was up and then I was trying to like get over and the freeway was closed. And then I'm like, had to get like breakfast burritos. <laughs> and like, then they were taking forever. I was like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> anyway, it happens. <laughs> it, it does. It does. Um, but I'm glad that we can finally, finally chat and, um, I know we talked about it, but now because we're actually like recording, you finally broke 500 on your pool only two or three days after your meet, which was awesome. Yes. yes. And uh, that was a fucking rad. I know, like I, like I said, we talked about it, but I wanted to actually talk about it on the show. Uh, I know you've been in it. I really liked your uh, video, your little deadlift journey video that you posted. A little progression. The progression was real. That was really cool. I'm glad that you did that. That was really it was cool. kind of fun to like put that together and really like see just how like those just like little tiny improvements add up yeah and I mean in, in depth, you've been in it for a while so like when did you start powerlifting and um and then how long has it been yeah so my first competition was in 2015 so I've been competing a little it's been a little over five years, like five and a half years. Yeah. Um, but I was lifting a while before that. Yeah. Um, my first powerlifting meet, I was already over a 300 pound deadlift. Yeah. Um, just because I had already been deadlifting for like four years prior. Yeah. Um, more as a part of like track and field strength and conditioning, but we still did all three movements 
as part of our training. So I had a little bit of a base already going into um, starting to train for powerlifting. Right. And what, uh, how did you find it or what, what's prompted the first meet? Um, so after my collegiate track and field career kind of ended, I was done with eligibility. Um, I was pretty burnt out from like training. Basically, if you know anything about like college athletics, it's a full-time job. Yeah. You're, I had five hours of practice a day pretty much. Um, so that kind of burns you out from training a little bit. So I, I took like an entire year off from anything and quickly realized that the way I like to eat doesn't, um, go well with not exercising for a year. (laughs) I gained, you know, I've seen seen what you, what you bake. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I gained like 20 or 30 pounds that year and I just was like, okay, I really need to start exercising again. I need to get back into it, but I am super competitive. I don't train well just to train. So I knew that about myself. I knew I needed to find something else to kind of channel that like competitive energy into and like have a goal to train for. Um, I had a couple friends from the track community that were also kind of going into powerlifting. So I kind of knew about it. Um, I started dating a guy a few years ago who had done a a powerlifting meet. So he kind of like took me under his wing and my first meet, he kind of just like helped me. Um, So yeah, it was just kind of like, I had no idea what it was. I just knew it was something where you got to squat bench and deadlift. And I was like, well, I already kind of know how to do those things. So yeah, so I might as well just do it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the same as you when it comes to, like, I need a goal. Like, I, training just to actually, like, I know, you know, the intrinsic of like, yes, exercising and, and training is good for you, but I need something to like an anchor point to structure towards and like have that, that goal. Exactly. Uh, that, because it may, it makes a metric like it's that's how you that's how you plan a training cycle it's how you measure progress like otherwise the most people if you never have something to like measure yourself you're always kind of like maybe i've improved maybe i'm not and it's very like ambiguous and kind of yeah. discouraging and i think I, I tell people like whether you if you you know I, I think everyone should try to compete it's just fun you know yeah um the meets are always such a good time i was at ironmongers yesterday um, for the, the meet this weekend to see my two friends, uh, Celia and Rachel compete and they all did, and they both did really well. It's like, it's yeah. great. If you don't like having even just like a, a testing time, like every three months you like, you know, program to have like a testing time, to see where you're at just so you can, you know, look at how far you've come and like have that, like the intrinsic, uh, accomplishment of like, yeah, I, yeah. I went from 350 yeah. to 400 or whatever. Yeah. And I, I do feel I've gotten much better at just enjoying training for the sake of training. Um, that kind of has developed over the last five years. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, at first, it was I would never have been in the gym if I didn't have, like, something immediate, like a meet coming up in the next three months, you know. Whereas now, I can not compete for 10 months but I know I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm still going to train. I still enjoy just being there in the actual act of training. So that's been huge. Like that shift that's kind of happened over the last five years. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's pretty cool. It is. I think it really, cause it, at least for me, uh, and you can echo it or not, is it becomes that kind of part of the ritual of yourself. Yeah. I need it. Like, I agree. Like, even if they're, you know, I mean, even this past year, like we weren't sure if we're going to have meets again. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, we're all training. Like, well, I hope so. And, but you still do it because you know, a it's going to build. Like we like, at least for me, like I will compete again, even if I can't anytime soon when I can, I will. And yeah. so even, you know, so at least there it is a longer away goal, but it's still there. And so just, you know, that the process is, is building like we we know how to build and like we've seen the the uh what can happen and what you can achieve so it's like you know it, it ritualizes that process you just you want to keep that up and for yeah. me obviously like, ment- like mentally I always just feel better when I'm training so yeah yeah I mean even I mean I had a meet I was supposed to do in June that got canceled I just kind of kept training kept training and I kept it going despite not knowing when I was going to compete. Yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah. And it's, yeah, like I said, it's just it's something you stick with. And I think like most people, um, especially for you and like one of the, like, you know, everyone, everyone enjoys you. Uh, everyone who know watches you either knows you or he just knows of you, you know, and just say you are the, you know, the kind of the, the natty queen of the West. And, <laughs> I, I saw like, I, I see like three different people who like repost, like even your like five, like your meat and then your 500 pound deadlift. I saw like not the same person, like three other people like reposted your meat. And then when you had your 500 pound and they all said nat- the Natty Queen, well, I was like, that's very appropriate. I enjoyed it. That's and funny. I, I did I did enjoy that. Well, it's because you are, it's, you know, every, everyone knows you compete in, in uh, test division and you're very open. In fact, you're like, I don't, you know, I haven't I've never cycled anything and yeah. you're very strong, but it's because you, you know, you've been an athlete, high school and collegiate. And then you started, yeah. you've been at it for five years. You've been like training to compete five years. And then you had your actual, like, like you said, a full-time job of collegiate sports. So it's like, you're not, you didn't pop out of nowhere. You've put in a lot, oh, yeah. about half a decade to get there. And my guess yeah. Realistically, I mean, I've been training my entire life. I've, <laughs> yeah, like, I can't even think of a time where I wasn't training for something, except yeah. for that, like I said, that one year that I got fat. <laughs> I, 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 ha- I have that too. I have a one. I have a. I said mine was two. I had a two-year period where I did not have a regular, um, like, gym or uh, you know, martial arts school that I went to, and I would just like do something. Like honestly, maybe six times a month i wouldn't say a week like six times like I, some weeks would be like two times a week and i go a whole week without like there's that two-year yeah. stint where i just would do random active things but with no consistency because I, I was moving and i didn't have anything but that's it like yeah yeah five five years old i was on swim team and karate my dad put me in and then a bunch of other stuff and then you know till now always yeah been um but yeah, and I think because most people for, you know, for you, and I think it's part of our sport. People see people who have, you know, done really well or, you know, are progressing and, you know, it's hard to not compare, but then we always say it's like, you don't know how long they've been going. Oh yeah. And the hours and the years. Uh, mm-hmm. and how many? And so now if you started competing five years ago, so how many, so with this last one that you just did at Ironmongers last weekend, 
what number of competition was that for you? That was my 16th meet. 16th? 16 in five years? Well, almost six. Because my first meet was early 2015. Okay. Um, so it's been like almost six years. It'll be six years, like this, you know, start of next year. Okay. Um, you, you just surprised me. I was expecting maybe like 10 to 12. I, I thought you were going to say like maybe um, 10 to 12, but fucking six. I was that like, you know, I think the the stereotypical like newbie powerlifter just wants to compete all yeah, the time. So you did a bunch, you're, yeah, Yeah, because you're so excited about this like new sport you found yeah. and you're PRing just every training cycle. Your numbers are just skyrocketing and you're like, hell yeah, I need to get on the platform again. Yeah. Um, I think there was one year I did four meets. Um, yeah, that's a lot. I think my first, my so first year, you never had an off season. You literally just did meet prep cycle, meet prep cycle, meet yeah. prep cycle for meet, three years cycle. for, for yeah. three years. I did like three to four meets, um, for three years. And then I had to like really scale it back. I was like, all right, two meets a year. That's it. Yeah. Um, just to give myself that time. Yeah, you need to heal build. and build and i yeah. still see that so like i've seen a couple of uh i mean i have a couple of friends now and i see them and they're uh you know they are good lifters and but they're they love to compete so like i know one i saw one girl competed this weekend i spotted for her in september and then oh, she wow. just, and like at the end of september no, no no i'm sorry beginning of september and then she just did this one and she like she did well but she like she tied her total i think she got maybe one pr on one of the lifts yeah but she pretty much tied i think she tied her deadlift i think she pr'd her bench by like five pounds and yeah. i i I'd have to like look and see what, but she essentially it, it was kind of the same meat a little better like i don't know yeah. or something like that i think maybe I think- eight for nine or seven for nine but like it's not that big it's not a huge difference no, but I think again, some people it is just having something to look yeah. forward to or something to train for. And I mean, yeah. I get it. Cause like, I, I like that. Like I like Ooh, to pick a meat. Oh, Kitty. It's Bendito. Yeah. He likes the blanket I have on me right now. So <laughs> he like comes and gets right. In there. I, I follow him on Instagram. I follow him. He's, he's, he's quite so cute. cute. He is. Um, <laughs> though I do, I do miss that one foster kitty you had, Moo Moo. <laughs> that's my friend monica's cat though so i still get to see her <laughs> oh i uh, he i was like man if i could have a cat i would drive up and steal that cat I yeah love she's a cutie yeah um sorry i digress from the cat yeah sorry bandit kind of stole the yeah she, he stole the show as always <laughs> and um oh no yeah it's i like i said i i have one um i actually just i wanted to do la fit expo in march oh yeah sleeves only but they moved it to july and I was, mm. little pissed. I was like, I don't want to, I don't wait till July. Like that's fucking yeah. eight or nine months. And then uh, Ironmongers, Rick, the owner, uh, yesterday when I was lifting, he was like, Hey, when are you going to compete here? I was like, yeah. I wanted to, I just, it never, uh, nothing's ever lined up. And uh, he's like, yeah. he's like, well, which one were you going to do? I said, I wasn't going to do LA fit in March, in March, but they moved to July. He's like, I'm feeling that. He's like, we're going to be filling that, that March spot here. We're going nice. so to do a March meet. And I was like, fucking done like yeah say no more like I, it's true like those, awesome. those are my like they're my homies like and yeah i've wanted to compete there just never worked out but i've i spotted loaded there i've helped work it i lift there and i just done everything except compete there so i was like done and it's like yeah. it's the timeline that i want for that like six month mark or yeah whatever no they're a awesome gym it was so fun competing there 
I I do. It's my second home, honestly. Like Rick is so, everyone there are, are my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I have more friends at Ironmongers than I do. I feel like anywhere. <laughs> Again, I mean, there's like any other gym, but like anywhere. Like I, yeah. they're all great. And yeah, um, yeah. And Rick's a great guy, and his wife, and they just they have such a cool gym. It's, yeah, we had a we had a really good time. It was a yeah. it was a well well run meet. Yep. It was fun. It was like that yesterday. I know they're going again today. But, yeah. Um, they're like, it's everything was smooth. Like everything was yeah. going or smooth. There was no issues. Like meat wise. The, and like yeah. this, the, the only like base thing, there was one competitor yesterday. That's that funny. He was, I've never seen someone who executed his lifts so well, but was so shaky. Like I honestly, like his squats, I thought he was going to fall over. That's he terrifying. Was, like so, like vibrating everything. Yeah. His legs, his arms, his, like everything was vibrating, and it just him walking. Like he should be in a monolift. Like he'd do better because his walking out, like his first attempt, he was shaking so bad. He got it easy again as soon as he started got settled and he lifts. His lifts were good. Yeah. But, like his just stabilizing was so harsh. His first attempt, he got he missed. He got it, but he came up so fast. He actually started to fall backwards. And they had to catch him. And they had to pull him back and push him back into the rack. And we're like, fuck. Yeah. But that was that was like the that was it. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm looking forward to to March. And like you said, like having something to like, okay, that's my date, and then I can retro retro retroactively plan. Yeah. And yeah, I won't be competing again till drug tested nationals, which is in I think July. I think so. I thought it was got June. A long time. June. Is it June? It might be June, June or July. Some Cause, it's cause I, the reason is because I uh, I remember looking at the the thing like around when they moved like again when they moved to LA Fit and I thought I saw the drug tested in June. But well, I, yeah, there's because there's there's usually I think the untested is usually first. I want to say that one's typically June, and then the drug test is, is July. But okay, okay, um, okay. maybe. So. But I, I don't know for sure. I can't really remember. Right, right. Well, yeah, I, I, it'll be one of those for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's summertime. So I got lots of time. Yeah. But, but I feel like coming off of you meet, and again, so like, you know, this past meet, you got your 1103, 1102 total. It was 1102. Yeah. Okay, which is awesome. 1102 sleeves. Um, squat was like 429, mm-hmm. 192 bench, and your, what was it, 478? 479, Four, yeah. 479. Uh, yeah. for your second and then you missed the 500 lockout which you got three days later <laughs> so <laughs> i had to come back for it you had to come back and then you came back for it like with like one of the fastest fucking like like i'm gonna send you my first 500 pull and and uh it's sad so i mean i well, got it but it would have been red lights so but your first 500 you know, the one the first that you get you you've smoked it yeah. So I think part of it was like, it was back in my home gym, right? Yeah. It was on my favorite deadlift bar. Like yeah. the what one that I use, huh? What is the bar? It's a Texas deadlift bar, but it's an old one. So Ooh. it's kind of like really yes. worked in. You can yeah. really yeah, pull yeah, some yeah, yeah, yeah. out of it. Oh, it's yeah. great. It's my hands down, my favorite bar in our gym, except maybe now my new Kabuki power bar that I won. So those no, were like that was dope that, they, that you won that. That was really cool. Yeah, it was like the coolest award you could possibly win at a powerlifting meet. It was super yeah. cool. I, I thought yeah, that, that was cool that they did that. Yeah. yeah. That's like giving the game ball, you know, to the MVP. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. you got best, 
I was getting to you got best lifter. Was this the first time you got best lifter, by the way? Um, first I, that I was actually proud of, I will say. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. That, other, that counts. Yeah. The only other like, time was like at a super local meet. Yeah. Know, yeah. It's, it's a, that's kind of a like, blowout. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But, but this was, you were at a competitive meet where you got best lifter. Yeah. yeah. And so the other thing too, is kind of interesting. I've been to a few bigger meets now where that's something that I was like trying to win. You know what I mean? Like yeah. where you're kind of getting strategic about attempts. Yeah. Um, and I've, for like a couple meets in a row, I was like second. And yeah. so this meet, I actually adjusted my deadlift attempts to secure it. Cause I was like, I'm not getting second again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's smart. I mean, I feel like that did, it really did pay off. And obviously you yeah. got it. Yeah, my, got a my, second attempt, my second attempt was originally going to be like 485 or 490. Um, just because I knew that it would still be a pretty easy second. But I decided to drop it because it would secure the um, the win. So that's why my second looked kind of really easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it did. And that makes sense. Like, I, I think that was, I think it was smart to do, like, secure the, which yeah. is awesome. Like, when there's a $600 bar on the line, it's. Yeah, I will it. drop 10 to 10 pounds on the, on the pool to secure for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, that's true. But I think that's, that's part of the sport is that I feel like most people don't ever get to get to the level at is there is a lot of strategy of securing, um, pushing attempts, um, mm -hmm. like put in one attempt then watching the coach go and it's in like adjust for their lifter. And then the last minute, like dropping yours back down to what you wanted. So then they're pushed at a heavier rate. Like, yeah, you know, there's we a lot of stuff like that. The, yeah. The girl I was kind of competing with, she wasn't in the same flight as me. So there wasn't really that aspect, but right. it was kind of nice being in a later flight. Cause I knew what she did. So I just had to like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that is, that is nice. There's a nice little, yeah. little nice touch. and easy. Yeah. So for the prep, for the, I mean, you had, uh, I remember when we were, we were talked through, you have really one of the healthiest preps that like you had said. And so yeah. just like a quick overview of prep or like kind of starting plan prep, doing that prep. And then like what showed up on meet day, like kind of like a, what's a little like timeline of, of that. What it looked yeah, like. So I, I knew prep was going to go really well. Cause I had a, I had a really great, I would say kind of off season block, like leading yeah. up to it when I was training in my garage, um, yeah. through like, you know, the lockdown. Yeah. I remember. Um, yep. Yeah. Like my, I don't know if it was just being in an environment where there was just no distractions and I just, you know, got in and got the job done. My lifts were just moving really well. Um, I was hitting some crazy rep PRs, like, you know, things for like eight reps that were pretty Five heavy. Point. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, this is cool. Like I feel really, I felt really good. I felt really healthy. Yeah. So 12 weeks out, I mean, we really started um, pushing it pretty heavy. Um, and when I wrote out, cause I, I write out my own um, programming for squat and deadlift. And then I mm -hmm. have um, Alan Thrall, my, the gym yeah. owner at Untamed. He does my bench because I just don't feel confident in my bench and I need, you know, someone else to do it. But yeah. Uh, for squat and deadlift, I was writing out my prep and I mean, I was putting numbers and sets on that. I was like, not sure I was going to get, I was yeah. just projecting like what I was hitting on those like rep PRs and kind of yeah. how good I felt. I wanted to program in a pretty heavy, pretty solid, like 
prep yeah. that was going to be some things I'd never done before, you know? So I was pretty nervous going in that it was going to like be, <laughs> sorry, Bandito. Uh, He's like, bitch, you didn't do anything. I did it for you. I know. Okay. Yeah. We're just going to sit on my lap. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, he moved. Um, anyways. So yeah, writing out the prep, I was like, this might be crazy. This might be just way too much. I might yeah. not even get anywhere near this, but I did. I mean, I hit every, every single thing that I w- went into prep wanting I got, which never yeah. happens. Yeah. It never, it never goes how exactly you like planned it out or however yeah. your coach plans it out. Right. There's yeah. usually setbacks. There's right? always something. Something I remember, that you're like, yeah, that didn't go right. Or this didn't is go right. Yeah. I remember your last, um, your last heavy squat or before when we talked about, I remember we, we were texting and it was after your like last heavy double. And then you were going to go, you know, go for your, you know, for your last heavy squat of prep. And you're like, I haven't missed any of this whole prep. And I'm yeah. you know, like, I'm really like last time I'm nervous about like, I really don't want to like end my prep by missing it. And when she did not, yeah. you got it. But I, yeah. just, I just remember you saying like, I haven't missed anything this whole prep. So yeah, it was crazy. It was like the perfect prep. I mean, I, I hit a lifetime PR squat and doubled it. I mean, it was yeah. like, that's some, that's some stuff that doesn't typically happen when you've been training for five years or for yeah. 10 years or whatever. Like that's yeah. some like kind of newbie stuff. Yeah. So I was like, what is happening? Yeah. And honestly, like looking back, I just felt so good. I didn't have all the little aches and tendonitis and just those little things that used to kind of nag me through prep um, yeah. that would really keep me from pushing it. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's just a combination of sleeping better and like eating at a surplus. Like, I mean, maybe not fully surplus, but I definitely was not at a deficit. Like I think just getting like lots of yeah. food coming in was helping. Um I don't know. Like I didn't really have a single um, injury scare or pain, anything all prep. I mean, I just, my body felt great. So it was, yeah. it was crazy, but I think that really gave me a little more confidence to push. Cause there's been times in the past where, especially on squats, um, you know, I pulled my quad a few years ago and it would just kind of flare up when I was squatting and it would just kind of nag at me. And it was yeah. more so, that like lack of confidence that I could keep pushing without it like yeah. re-pulling or something like that was just always in the back of my head. Yeah. Um, so not having that, not having those little just aches or those just little pains that kind of scare you, you know, it yeah. really allowed me to kind of go for some heavier stuff. It was cool. Yeah. No, it does. And I think, cause that confidence is everything. And it's like, if you're in your head and you're already, because I'm being scared and nervous about like the lift, like you said, like, oh, wow, I don't know if I'm going to do this is one thing. But being, like, fearful of getting hurt yeah. is different than being nervous yeah. about the lift. And that can that plays a sh- the thing on your psyche. And your body will put on, like, these, like, e-brakes on you if your oh, mind yeah. isn't right. I mean, that's why people, like, you know, if they hit ammonia or they take back slaps, it's just trying to, like, get you out of your head. Because otherwise mm-hmm. your, your body will stop, even though you could probably do something. If you're you you put that block up that you know that doubt in there a lot of the times your body just kind of stops because it's trying to save you because it feels like it has to even though you yeah. could probably do it yeah my uh that quad injury i had i mean there were so many times where i don't even think i mean it was like fully healed 
but I would get under the bar and I would just be so afraid that I was going to re pull it that it would start hurting. Cause I was just like hyper focused on it or something. Yeah. You're yeah. You're, you're, well, you're again, your body reacts to that stuff. Like it truly does. Like anyone who ever like, like I've broken my arm, like um, anyone who's ever, I think had major injuries will tell you that once it's healed, the second part you have to do is then re because then at that point you've gone how many months of healing of your brain being like, Oh, that hurts. I have to protect that. I don't want to hurt it further. And that becomes, and it is, it it becomes like a programming and you heal, but you actually have to then override that programming, like that neuro, that like neurological, like habit pattern. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to just be afraid of not, you know, injuring it again, be like, I'm healed. I can squat or whatever it is. And I just have to do it. And you kind of just have to force yourself through that fear point. And then when you get through it, your body's like, Oh, I'm fine. I'm no longer yeah. hurt. And then that goes away. But to break that barrier is, is tough. Like, it, it's tough for some people to do. Yeah. So it was just, it was cool to have a prep where, you know, for the first time I just, I didn't have any of those fears of getting hurt. I just, Every day I went into the gym, hit what I was supposed to hit. I felt really good. I was feeling super confident. Um, Going into the meet, I was maybe a little too cocky, maybe. I I was so sure, like, I was hitting – I was just going to hit all my PRs. Like, everything that I wanted, I just – I went into it so confident that I was going to fall, that I was going to total, like, 11.50. Like, I just had so much confidence. And then – my third squat, I went for 440, which would have been like an 11 pound, you know, all time PR. And as soon as I unracked it, I just remember thinking, oh shit, this is heavy. Yeah. And the second I said that to myself, I, that, that's it. It was over. Yeah. I, I lost that confidence. It just yeah. took a dive. <laughs> yeah. I remember when, when you finally like showed it to me and I saw like you went, you hit depth, you came up great. Like there was no form breakdown and you just hit your sticking point. And, and there's just nothing. And like you, you start, you try to grind a little bit, but yeah, I just felt like the confidence wasn't there to like push up and through. Like you just kind of were like, oh fuck, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it, if you said, dude, it. Yeah, maybe had you not said that, I, I feel like we all do that when we say. As soon as you say that to yourself, it's over. Uh, yeah, like in the, like, <laughs> you, I don't know what it is, and I've done the same thing, right? Like now, I like don't let my self say anything to myself when I unrack I don't care like how heavy it feels or anything it's like just, you just do the thing like do yep. the thing and it you know but again it takes it's experience too it's that's just knowing and yeah I think um I really it gave me some insight into like all right programming I think I need to start doing some like heavy walkouts or something um because I can't let that ever happen again where yeah. I think I think I had the strength for it I just I didn't, I, think you did. I didn't even allow myself to really try to like grind it out. I just, yeah. as soon as I hit that sticking point, I just dropped. It was bad. It was not like me. So it was like, yeah. oh, that was dumb. I mean, and I think that's, I mean, cause yeah, it moved great. Like your eccentric was like, was good. Yeah. You had, you came out of the hole fast mm-hmm. and like, and like, I remember looking at it and I'm like, I'm like watching when you started to fight a little bit before you stopped. I was like, I was like, just like, put like, like push your chest and elbows through like to get yeah. like to get ahead of the bar yeah and i'm like just put like, that's all you had to do and before so you had a chance weird. to do that you just kind of like you know you stop yeah. i was like Fuck. yeah it yeah. sucked but yeah and then i feel like after that i don't know that definitely my confidence just took a hit and then yeah. going into bench all my old doubts of like 
my bench just being weak just kind of creeped back into my head and then I just wasn't even close to hitting yeah. 200 on the platform and I was just yeah I don't know it just really it's crazy how a one missed squat can just kind of like pull your confidence down and just yeah. kind of derail <laughs> derail everything uh, yeah. honestly it, it was like that from I mean for remind me in September like I had a great prep had no misses had yeah. even Scott like, like actually put up the percentages because like hey I'm actually feeling really good I feel like yeah. a little low and he's like and he said okay we'll put it up but if you miss any during prep we're going to go down to the original plan and I didn't I hit no misses yeah. everything moved really well even yeah. when I had little grinds they weren't bad like I had a great prep the same thing to hit what I was hoping for 1356 and then I get there and my warm-ups looked funky and I was moving odd and my and um my friend Ranson moved down my opener because he was just didn't want me to like because I was it was moving weird and like that yeah. fucked with my head I was like yeah. shit and then like I had a fucking fucked up opener I had a fucked up second I finally got my head together and I did I had my best squat was my third and that looked the easiest but at that point my third was the same single that I hit in prep so it wasn't a PR yeah and, but then after that i'm fucked i'm fucked for the rest of the day and that whole day was just like just like a one big bummer yeah it Man. just gets in your head and it messes with you i mean i know we we try to act like it's like what your body is capable on meet day like it's physical it's like you've done all this work and it's in you but it really does come down to where your head is at i mean yeah. Again, just one bad warm-up attempt can derail yeah. an entire meet. If you lose that confidence and that like yeah. uh, that kind of positive headspace, it it can get it can go downhill very yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, and it's and you need to have like people around, you know, to like you. I think that help to just they don't have to say anything or do anything. I think it is nice just to have like whether it's your coach, or handler or whoever's with you, just have just someone who just you're comfortable with just to kind of give you to echo that positive headspace. Like yeah. whether they have, like I said, even if they're not, they're just, you know, just like being around them, just having that atmosphere when you're at meet day, just to, even when you're chilling, just to be around people you're comfortable with helps yeah. with that. Like I was, I, you know, I remember at mine, like, um, like my friend Ransom was, help, was handling me, but he also was like helping some other people. So I was really mostly by myself. And at the meet I was at like, none of our other friends could be there like yeah. in the back in the warm-up room so it was just I didn't know anyone else really so I really was just kind of by myself so when I got in a bummed mood I just was stuck with myself that rest that whole time and I really didn't have any way to like pull out of it and uh, so I think it, it does yeah that positive mindset and just like setting yourself up you know to enjoy the day and like and for success that way I think is a lot yeah for that. so yeah luckily I mean I, I couldn't complain too much. Like even with my meat, not going exactly, you know, how I wanted. I, I mean, I only went five for nine. Yeah. But I still got a PR total. I still broke, you know, the 1100 barrier for the first yep. time. I got best lifter. I mean, it's just like, you know, sometimes I gotta like pull myself back and just be like, all right, look, that was still a really good day. Still a good performance still are getting closer to your goals, yeah. just inching closer every day, you know, every yeah. meet. 
but and, and it, it, your progress is so evident. I think like what you said earlier of that because you've been so consistent, like you had such a, like these this progress jump that you would not see for someone who's been usually lifting for so long. Yeah, and I think it just sometimes it just comes around that way. Like you finally manage some injuries, you finally do some stuff, and you you know that it's when time and experience plus your workout effort, effort ethic kind of starts to mm-hmm. culminate. And then you have, yeah. a good day. and and then it shows, <laughs> and it shows. So yeah, yeah. Um, so you're gonna, so you have till like June, June and July to yeah. do that. Um, and yeah, so I think that'll be you know fun. Are you? Um, what are you taking into? Obviously, you gotta have off season for a while. But what's like one or two things? You mentioned like adding in heavy walkouts, but do you have any other things that you want to like plan in for the, the prep? For- yeah. So, I mean, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be more, yeah, till like actual meat prep when we yeah. get, you know, more towards like spring time. Yeah, springtime. Um, just the next kind of block, my next few months of training, uh, we're just drilling bench more. Yeah. Um, it's just that lift that kind of, I, I really have to work on it so hard for to see yeah. any progress. Yeah. I it's like I, it takes like three days a week of yeah. just getting my bench in. Um, Alan actually just sent me my bench program for the next <laughs> block, and I'm a little nervous. He's got me yeah. doing like Cambridge Bar bench, which is going to be interesting. Dude, those are hard. Yeah, those lots are fucking of variations. hard. Um, that are just going to force me to really stabilize and just yeah. kind of build and push. So um, that's, that's kind of always my main focus. I think after a meet is it's like, okay, I got to get, I got to work on my bench. <laughs> it's like yeah. always what I'm thinking about going yeah. into my little off season. But yeah. I think just keeping the momentum up with squat and deadlift is going to be important. Um, Cause they did go really well um, in training and, I just kind of want to keep chugging along with that. I don't think it's going to be anything wild or crazy that I got to focus on. It's more just like, keep it up. I made a lot of technical progress. I think Um, this meat prep, my squat is looking way better. My sumo is looking way better. Sumo Um, looks fucking great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it just finally clicked. Like you're, you're so much from when I first started like watching you lift to now like the amount of like upright like torso you have in your thoracic and the amount of like lockout power that you have is yeah it's a big difference yeah it just finally clicked so i think just kind of continuing to capitalize on that continuing to um just keep drilling those things i i used to always kind of go into conventional off season yeah. But I don't want to take time away from sumo and then feel like yeah. I have to re-get to where it was. So yeah. if anything, I'll probably do both. Um, yeah, it's sometimes nice to do both. Yeah, keep drilling my sumo, keep making progress, keep dialing in that form, but then also adding in some conventional um, accessories just to kind of keep building my back up. Yeah. So. I have that on my secondary deadlift day. I have my main deadlift day where I do sumo and then like I have a – but my, my fifth day, my, my split is um, bench variation and conventional deadlift variation. So it's usually like my snatch grip deadlifts or yeah. RDLs That's or just pretty much what I'm going to be doing. So, yeah, 
<laughs> no, I think it, it usually works out pretty well. Honestly, my yeah. like actually conventional yesterday um, when I was dead, I was deadlifting and I had my friend with me and I was teaching. Um, I was I was kind of like I was teaching how to like show, pull slack in the conventional a little bit better. And so, and I had my working weight and I was like, well, I'll show you in real time, like with like heavier weights, you can see how that actually works. And I actually haven't really pulled conventional heavy. And my top set was, I was doing like 375 or like triples and it was yeah. smooth, but I definitely hadn't really like done much heavy conventional in a minute and uh, fucking it pulled fucking easy. And I was like, oh, cool. I can still conventional. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it actually, yeah. it felt pretty good. I, I thought that was, it was dope, but I, I think sumo ties really in well in the conventional it, it maintains pretty really well on that. yeah i think it'll be fun i'm looking i do think you'll make headway on, on bench though I, I really i think i mean your bench does look good and i bet I, I bet you all those time and variations will just give you more just more info like that like like body data like different positions and like you said stabilization yeah. and i think that does pay off yeah it so. will i just I get so frustrated with just feeling like the fact that I'm pulling 500, but I'm still struggling with like high 100 benches. Like I'm not even really like I've hit 200 in the gym, but it's just still like on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what is happening? Like how, how is there that big of a difference? (laughs) I mean, I think, cause thing is you're trying, I think, especially for us, like long people, like (laughs) we're both draft people bench is like i feel the same way where like my squat and my deadlift i feel like has can like has better momentum as overall in my bench yeah. i'm still actually trying to find like the correct way to bench for me like i i know the correct way to squat and deadlift and it's just refining yeah. i'm still like not sure like i'm still trying to find like yes this is a good bench like i know everything's a process but it's yeah like i i have i, I have friends the same thing that i out bench and i out i mean out bench uh, out squat now deadlift but they like bench in the threes and I don't. Yeah. So yeah, so. it's, uh, it's really crazy. I think also being at a gym where there's so many strong benchers, like my, the, the women in my gym are incredible. I mean, they're benching close to 300 pounds. Yeah. Um, and I think that that can get in my head sometimes yeah. that, that I'm just nowhere near that. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I think I, I really think like for again for our body structure it's again it's like any lift but like we just we have to learn how to bench differently like frequency and like our bench like for me um, me trying to bench wider worked against me and so I had to go against my head and like allow myself to have a little like like longer range of motion but I allowed me to have a more a better lap position and more brace to have a yeah. better like spring point to drive from. And that I could grind through. And like, I know other people, you know, don't have to do that. Like, it's just little things like that. I think we, for bench, it just takes more than others. Yeah, I've really worked on widening my grip. And I do think it's helped. Um, This last prep was the widest I've ever benched. And I did hit quite a few PRs in the gym. And I did feel really strong. Um, And then on meet day, it just completely... I just felt like I had nothing in me, but I did. um, I talked to Alan a lot and we're, we're pretty sure I just need to keep my bench frequency up. Even meat week that just dropping my frequency down on meat week just killed my bench. I mean, it's crazy how quickly I think I, my bench detrains. Yeah. 
it's insane. I mean, really to think that like just taking two or three days off completely from benching or like three days off completely. And then like two or three days before that of like, you know, super low volume. Yeah. um, Like that did it in like just that right there. I think I detrained, which again, it like doesn't make sense to me that it could happen that fast, but it can. It can. (laughs) Yeah. And like I said, I mean, you just, who who knows? And, but now, you know, now you, again, you have that data. So then. Yeah. So now that's the thing. Yep. Next prep, we're going to try, we're just going to try something different. Cause again, it's like, what could, what could go wrong? Like what could, yeah. it's not going to hurt yeah. anything. So. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Then so next prep, we're going to keep benching that week. We're going to keep my volume um, up a little bit more, you know, yeah. a couple weeks out and even that last week. But yeah. I mean, again, long time away, but yeah. so it's kind of cool to make those possible. observations and kind of. Yeah. Really good reflections. And, I think it's awesome that you you write for your squat deadlift. Like you're, I, you, I think people do not give you the props that you are a very good coach. You're a very smart lifter. I mean, you, Thanks. you know, you work for NASM for fuck's sake, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I, uh, I've been, you know, went, went to school for six years for exercise yeah. science, so I'd like to I, think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you, you know, you do, and I always enjoy talking to you. It's kind of, and actually sometimes like it's one of those things where I think you're kind of one of the more un, like the most underrated just coaches in general, um, like you have some of the more, like out of like some of the other coaches that I know, male or female, you actually have the most education. You know, you're very good actual like lifter and you're doing well and you've been in it for sometimes longer than some other coaches that I know. Again, five years and 16 meets. And yeah. <laughs> like your, your, your resume is very impressive, <laughs> but you're just, you're just kind of chill about it and you don't, you know, you, know, you don't, really pushed that so much but you know when we talk and then obviously we like this like you have more of a pedigree than most others and I feel like um I don't know I don't feel like you don't get enough credit for it so I hope people do like give you more and like I like to see you like even coach like coaching more because you're a really good coach thanks I I appreciate that I feel like um it's it's a saturated market Right. I mean, there's a million coaches out there. Um, It can be, it can be challenging. I think just to like feel um, that I'm up to par with, you know, some of the bigger names in the sport, but I know, I know I do well. And I, for the most part, I do work mostly with beginners, um, which I actually love. I I think I'd rather take on like a bunch of beginning lifters versus training more, you know, intermediate advanced yeah. lifters just because I don't know. It's just so cool to really get to be a part of like the start of someone's journey and like yeah. really taking them under your wing and just kind of seeing that seeing them experience like grow. grow in them, and then, so. Yeah. That is, yeah. it is cool. I love it. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. I think, I mean, you also foster kittens, so I think you just like helping things grow, <laughs> don't you? So you just like to have foster kitten lifters, too. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it says you should call them Brits foster kitten lifters. <laughs> uh, all right, friend. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, I'm sorry it took us some scheduling to finally, like, talk. but and Some uh, technical difficulties. Technical difficulties <laughs> and timing, and but I'm glad we did. And yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm really proud of you. I'm excited to see more that you do. And 
yeah, I'm just I, I I'm glad that we became friends, and it's been cool to watch. So yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> so you're yeah. So I mean, obviously, people find you on Instagram. I will obviously link it. Um, so yeah. Oh, it'll be super fun and. Yeah, just keeping the colorful, strong person you are because we love it. I'm, I am colorful. That's very you true. You are very colorful. It's one of my favorite things. So, uh. <laughs> all right, friend. We'll have a good rest of the Sunday and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Yes. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.